Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Crisis Podcast. Today I have an adventurous guest to say the least. He is going to inspire you to move away from your screens and hopefully start exploring more, even if it is in the smallest possible way. We talk about pursuing things you love, even if they don't make you money, constantly being in a state of curiosity, using nature to recharge and how being alone doesn't mean you're lonely and why we should all spend a little more time with ourselves. If you're on TikTok, likely you've come across one of his videos before, but without any more of me rambling away, let's jump straight into my chat with Ben Kalashinsky for episode 42 of the podcast, Why It's Not Weird to Explore Solo. Ben, thank you so much for coming on the Millennial Crisis podcast. I'm so excited. I'm very happy to be here. It, it, I've never been asked to do any sort of interview in any facet. So this is very exciting and I really appreciate it. No, I'm excited that I got you before all the media outlets are going to be like asking for interviews. <laughs> or this could be it. This could be the only one that I ever have. And this is what I'll be immortalized for. My name is Ben Kelashinsky. I am 27 years old. I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The reason why we're talking right now is this year is when I started making kind of my first consistent TikTok videos with the same kind of storyline of going out on adventures and doing stuff. And since then, it's done well. Like I've, I've had some success from that. And because of the pandemic, I've been able to post more, but that's pretty much why I'm, uh, why I'm here out to you because of the TikTok videos that you've been making about your adventures. And I wanted to kick things off with asking where this adventuring started. A lot of it goes to my dad. My dad has always done this. He did a lot of travel when he was young through North America. He did trips down to California. He, you know, did tons of camping as kids. We always went camping. We were out for all summer. We would go away for a month at a time, like no phone, like even I'm 27, but even when I was like, you know, three, four, five, there'd be, there'd be no landline reception, no electricity. We'd be out there for a month and just camping in our tents and hiking. And he, he, he taught us to respect nature and, and to, to love it. And a lot of people are scared of it and there are scary aspects of it, but you need to like anything, you need to show your respect to it. And that's where you can find the beauty in it. And then from there, I think I got a lot of independence that way to be, really separated from any kind of services or any type of assistance out of high school. I went traveling. I went to Europe quickly for a month or so, and then went home for a little bit, worked a couple of jobs and did a eight month travel to New Zealand and Australia. I cycled across New Zealand from Auckland to Queenstown and that took a month. And that's all just, I, I just did that by myself. I essentially just bought a bike, had never rode or packed it before, put it in a box, brought everything I needed for eight months and got to the airport, had to put my bike together, biked out of the airport. And I was like, okay, I guess this is it. Like I, I didn't like plan anything really. It, it's just kind of like, I guess I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get some food and New Zealand's very fortunate. It's a beautiful place to go because it's English speaking, which is amazing. It's incredibly safe. It's incredibly liberal and progressive and they have amazing camping laws. Hitchhiking still legal there. I, I was, I, after cycling, I, I finished that in a month and I just cycled or I hitchhiked up and down New Zealand for the remaining two months. And I got picked up from people in sports cars, like, a guy going to work that like, and they don't talk to you. That's the thing. They're just like, yeah, get in. Like, I, I'm not interested. That's just part of their kind of <laughs> life. Yeah. Like I got picked up by like a young girl that was like, yeah, get in. I'm like, Hey, I'm a dirty backpacker. Like, I don't think like, are you, I can wait. And like just everybody, like it's such kindness there that I think I was very spoiled as my first real huge solo trip that it maybe gave me more confidence to, just kind of be like, all right, like I got to kind of expect the best and putting yourself out there really gives you good opportunity. 
after that, you know, like more travel and being in Vancouver and where I live, it's, I, I have such a huge opportunity. I have the ocean that's, I, I can see it from where I live. I have the mountains that I can see from where I live. You know, we have a desert, we have a boreal forest, we have rainforests, like I, amazing mountains. It's, I, I'm, I'm really in like a wilderness playground. I'm just very, very fortunate. It's unreal that like as a kid you were camping not for like weekends for like a few weeks that's insane so what was that like in school was that strange that you were doing that kind of stuff or what was that kind of schooling experience for you in that sense uh, well all that was during summer break but it, it didn't it, it was from since I was three like my, my parents split up when I was young when I was three and that was their first time that like it, camping was always very important for my dad when he was growing up and we decided to that's what my dad like really wanted he wanted us to get away me and my sister and go camping and it, it, it was just so normal like it was from when I was three we went to essentially the same area every year for 20 years like Crazy. straight every year we would go two months in or two weeks in July, three, four weeks in August. And so that would be my whole summer. And it it didn't seem weird, right? Because you're like, yeah, that's what I do every summer. And then we'd go out for fall camping or we would do spring camping. And it's just, it just became normal. And Canada is a very, it's very normal here to go camping. It's like, yeah, that's like, we have, when you say May long weekend here and where I live, it's either you're going to our rodeo, which is, a big deal in this area or you go camping that's it it's like what are you doing this may long weekend are you going camping or are you going to the rodeo and it's like a 50 50 split and yeah. it's not weird to hear somebody's going camping in the middle of winter like it's it's very normal here interesting no that's uh, that's really cool and i think like um it's 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 amazing and i wonder what that changed in you especially being a millennial I think one of the big things and one of the questions I actually have for you is what do you think that the internet kind of did to disrupt the pathway or the trajectory of your life that you've been on but hearing this story I wonder if that aspect of things like the digital age didn't have as much of an impact from you because this like respect for nature and this aspect of your life was seems to be such an important aspect how do you think that kind of affected or shifted things I, I I've never thought about it like that that's a very good question because I I think it allowed me to realize that I have this whole other side that's like available to me I'm, I'm able to access this because I was given this confidence I was given these skills that you know if you go like hey like if I'm like I'm going to go overnight camping here for a lot of people. You're like, well, what do I do? What do I bring for me? It's like, you don't really need like, what do you mean? It seems very second nature. And like, that's the same with my sister. She doesn't go out a lot, but I know she would just be like, yeah, I can go fig- like we'll go out. Like it's not a big deal. And so I think it was, yeah, it, it's being able to have that tool almost that a lot of people don't have. And then I guess choose to go to, social media or the internet more than they would Mm. because it is it is scary to start this off like it's like how do you find it how do you access the outdoors how do you like find out what to do like you just sit like to say like go camping people like do I just sit in a campsite and do nothing like that's not like my idea of camping like I want to go find where like I don't necessarily have to pay I don't have to like I want to go hike at top of a mountain and camp up there I want to really experience the outdoors I don't want to like have an outhouse beside me and like have people playing music in the middle of the night like it's not what interests me so I think just being able to have that door open for me and know it's always there was something that I guess let me split my attention yeah because I think one of the kind of important things about like living today and a lot of the things that come about is that because it's so easy for us to grab our phones, to uh, watch YouTube, to spend hours on TikTok and stuff like that, it's, it, one, it shelters us from doing a lot more because we're consuming more. But second of all, it that comfort zone area, whereas like when our parents were growing up, they were forced to just 
go out and do things because they were bored shitless. Yeah. But now it's like we we have a lot of other stimulants that we can use. So I wonder, do you ever get caught up in those kinds of things as well? I'm always happier if I go do something like this, but I'm I'm oh I always suffer from it. I I will sit on the couch longer than I need to. Uh, you know, I live in a such a beautiful safe area, and like just to be able to go outside and go for a walk by the ocean at night is like I have that ability. I'm I'm very lucky and privileged that way. But I choose to watch Netflix a lot of the time, and it's I don't like it. Like I don't feel good after I I try to push that away, but it's just easy, right? You know, the path of least resistance, especially now during COVID, well, it's, you're encouraged to stay inside, but it's, uh, it's something that I still work on and be like seeing what I do on the internet isn't a representation of my whole life. I think that's always what I get. I get a lot of messages from people being like, how do I live your life? And I'm like, I don't like, I don't know. Like I'm, I work for like a party company, like as my main job, and it's not doing too hot. Like I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I have access to other work that I do. And I have a, a, a t-shirt brand that I supplement some income with and being able to do that. But besides that, I have a lot of free time and I, I, I like to go out into the parks and being able to film things and be creative is just like what I like to do. That's amazing. Which, which kind of brings me to, my next area that I want to talk about and that's this sense of like creating for the sake of creating which you mentioned when we spoke earlier that that's something that you love doing is just like making things whether that's content or woodwork or metalwork and that kind of stuff and I took a bit of a it wasn't that deep of a dive is what I have to do for other people's Instagram accounts because yours is only a couple of years old but a bit of a scroll down for me and before you had ever had any kind of a following you were making these really cool videos or these images and they were like it's something you would have seen on like a YouTuber or creator's account but you were just making them I assume for your mates, like, or just for yourself and sharing it with people. So where did that start? And I guess where'd the confidence to do that stuff come from? To start off, I just like making things. Like I like all things. Like I, I really love doing wood woodwork. I like, I'm learning more about metalwork. I screen print. I, I like learning these skills. And I know, I, I think the biggest thing is if I'm making something, especially if it's for someone to have, if I just give you something that I made, they're like, yeah, that's cool. But if I can put some of like my thoughts and like the reason why I put it behind it in a video, and then you kind of have that along with it. I I think it's so much more meaningful because it's like, there's like a reason behind it. And you can see the kind of story like building up and like, especially how I edit it and like what I did and, I think there is like that other appreciation for it. And I like it too. I just like to have it as like an archive of what I've done. And like, if I give something away, I'm like, I never have that anymore, but I have like this like single like monument of what I now like have and I can like watch it and remember it. And it's cool for somebody to be like, well, look at somebody gaming this, but like, look at them making it. Like they spent all this time doing it. And I think that's really cool to have like this one of a kind thing to show that happening. And, the, the confidence to post something is is something that is really weird because it kind of goes like two ways it's like if you post something and nobody sees it they go like why did you post it but if it gets a lot of views oh like you get you get shit on for that too and then they give you a hard time for you getting a lot of views on it like those videos that I made like I I, I up like up until September I had like 200 instagram fault like it was like my mom my dad my best friend like everybody that was in like a 20 meter rate or like 20 mile radius of me like that was it and like i made it for like i I made it for them really like yeah like of course i wanted somebody else to see it and like maybe it would give me opportunity but that's not really how that works when you have 200 followers and they're just like yeah ben that's really cool what you made like (laughs) nobody really cares and it just doesn't make sense on Instagram either. Like that, those videos that I made, like it doesn't, like it just doesn't work on Instagram. Nobody really cares. Like those videos, like it's weird thinking about those videos would have done well on 
TikTok probably just like how they're made. Yeah. Like they're very quick. They're all under a minute. It, it's like, oh, what? like I'm, I made those videos like years ago in a format that like I'm shooting in now and I kind of have to shoot in now because that's like what works on TikTok and kind of restraints of TikTok. I guess that helped a lot being able to have those things that did so poorly like, well like poorly analytically but like I'm so happy with those like I'm never going to remove them because I like love those videos yeah. that I made like on my Instagram but I, I just like I, I like doing it and that's what I like and it makes me happy and I'm not ashamed like it's a hundred percent me so if somebody's like that's really dumb I'm like well I guess you just don't like me so it doesn't matter what I do I love that and, and one of the I think the biggest things that people tend to get caught up in is the idea of like what you're describing there, what sounds to me is just like another hobby, right? And I think to some people, like the idea of creating videos or taking photos, not to be a photographer just because you enjoy it or styling an outfit or whatever and those kinds of things, like they are things that you can just do for the fun of it. It doesn't mean you have to be a content creator full-time. doesn't mean you have to be an influencer. doesn't mean you have to be all of these things. It's just something you like to do and make you happy. But now with, I guess, socials and the internet and like the likes aspect of things, there's this almost thing like, was it good or should I even bother posting it if no one's going to like it or see it? Was it ever difficult for you to say like, yeah, one of my hobbies or things I like to do is create videos or edit shit? No, especially now because it's so normal. Like, you know, when I started doing it a couple of years ago, everybody's like, yeah, everybody's made a video. Everybody's posted a video. It, it, it's not like obscure, like the, maybe the time that I put into it. Cause like I built the, some of those things like over a week, like, and I have to film that. And then I have to like edit that. And that's a lot of time. And I think people are like, you spent a lot of time doing this weird thing. This wasn't like 20 seconds of a sunset. Like you like chose to do this and like spent a lot of time the whole time. But no like I, I I really I don't know I just like it and it helps when nobody's looking at it we're like I can yeah. just post whatever like no who can, like my, my mom's gonna make fun of me like <laughs> and well she wouldn't because she just loves everything I do like so I yeah I don't know it's it, it, it just doesn't didn't bug me then and if anything like now it's a little more worrisome because you're I'm I'm definitely like I, I care about what I want to portray myself as and I try to post things that I'm proud of and I think I've done that but I've I've never made something and then like chose not to post it usually like once I start doing it, I'm like I'm gonna do it because it, anything I really do I'm like I'm only doing because I want to do it and then if that if somebody doesn't like it or if it doesn't do well it's like well that was still me I guess it's not going to change so um, yeah I don't know no no I think it's awesome and I think it's something great for anyone listening to hear it's that if you like doing something do it there doesn't need to be this exchange like the exchange is like the happiness and the fulfillment of doing it and if you would never and I'm just like making assumptions here, but if you had never started making those videos and sharing them, you might not be on TikTok the way you are now. And who knows where the next few years will go for you. And if that hobby or that, you know, video creation ends up being something that becomes part of your career trajectory or something that you get to do a lot more of. So yeah, I think, I think it's awesome that you had that confidence and that ability to do that and I think your story is a really great example for people who might be just scared to post because of the judgment of people or to do whatever they like to do and have this pressure of I have to hustle or I have to spend more time at my job that makes me miserable or whatever and try and make more time for those fun activities that they like yeah and and it's like if you're doing it for your own like say if you like fashion and you're, you know, putting out a fashion blog about what you're wearing for that day. And you're like, what, what you're, you like doing it. And if, it, if nothing comes of it, who cares? Why, like, why, I don't, why, why would that matter? Like, if you're truly like putting your passion into that and it's fulfilling you, like that's all you could ever want. And then everybody started out at zero. 
it's that's what happens and like somebody put out like shitty music and then they became a superstar somebody made like terrible videos at home and then they became a director like that's how that starts and like who knows like things could just like go drastically down for me but like there's going to be somebody that is posting right now and they're going to get four views and they're going to go ah well whatever and they're going to keep posting and tomorrow it'll be eight and the next day it'll be 16 and then it's going to be in like a year it'll be like 32 million and then in five years they're going to be offered their first you know small movie to direct and then then you know they're going to be getting an oscar like it, it, to say that like you it's just like people get so caught up is like, I'm going to post this and then I'm going to be famous. And like, yeah, you can. It for sure has happened before, but also there is that slow build and you getting skills and you slowly doing it. And I, I like, I feel like I'm still doing that. I've been like lucky with a few videos, but like, I don't know the next video I'm going to make. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I, I just like doing it. I like doing it and I think it brings some positivity to people. And if that lets other people make something or do something that they're hesitant on, then I, I'll keep doing it. I'll do it for that one person. I think that's amazing. And I think what you've kind of said there is that regardless of the analytics, regardless of anything, you're doing it because you enjoy doing it, which I think is the difference. And I remember when we had our, our chat before the interview, I'd asked you a bit about if you think that the analytics will affect you. And I think the difference between people who become attached to them are going out seeking them. And I think they can have an effect on everyone regardless, but at the end of the day, you can always come back to I love doing this. This is something that I would have done regardless of the likes or the follows. Now I just know that it can make someone's day or it can also encourage someone to do something else. So the pressure isn't necessarily analytic focused. It's people focus. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to do something that isn't meaningful and gets a lot of likes. Like it, it, it feels, it's like junk food. It feels good. So like short term, but if I look back on it, I'm like, wow, I like added nothing. I didn't build upon me. I didn't, I don't feel fulfilled on that. I didn't like help somebody out. I make these like videos of going on adventures and they're so inconsequential to the world, but it's, I get very nice messages of he, especially now during COVID of like, Hey, like I'm locked down. I, I really can't like go out right now, but these help. Like if I started making other things that I like lost that message that, I can be like this chaperone into a little bit of like an outing that somebody gets to go to and feeling included. Like That's what everybody wants, right? Like they, they want to feel included when they're, you know, alone. And I'm, I think I'm just very happy being alone and I'm willing to do that stuff and like take people along if it helps and I'm doing it anyway. So yeah. why not come along I guess like it's nice knowing that people are excited for them it's amazing and you you said something there which I'd really love to talk about and it's that you really like being alone I think you actually said love I uh, if we go back I'll see which one you said but there is a lot of kind of it's it's weird for people to say that these days and I'm putting up air quotations there when I said weird because people who have never gotten through I guess the humps of not experiencing doing things on your own and not gotten through the kind of wave that it can come in doing things on your own versus doing things with other people it can be like how like how do you want to do that just on your own so where did where did the doing things solo start and come from and has that been a journey for you or is that something that you've always enjoyed your own company I, I think a lot of it started with travel like I said it it you know I, I was alone essentially I, I met up with my dad in Australia for like a week and a half or something like that but I was a, pretty much alone besides you know meeting people traveling for essentially eight months and I before I went on that trip I had so many people being like hey like you're going like I want to go like can we go do this together and I'm like sure sure like I'm going my tickets are booked like yeah. I'm not planning this around you I'm going 
And, you know, when time came, like it was still me going by myself. And I think that's such a thing that people forget is like, you can, how many times have you like planned something with your friends that you're like, yeah, I'm in, I'm still in, I'm still in. And it just doesn't work out because of, you know, because of scheduling, it's not necessarily their fault, but it's so disappointing for you to be so excited about something and be let down because somebody else can't, or, you know, maybe they had a bad day and that happens to everybody. And, you know, it isn't as special as you wanted it to be. And, you know, you just wanted to go, you just, you didn't want to wait and you didn't want to like, okay, well I have to go pick this up with somebody. It just, it causes so many, it can take, it can very quickly take away being able to share something with somebody seeing live music with somebody or, or going to like, you know, a movie to be able to share that experience, but it also can very quickly take away from that experience. And I, I tried to, I still do stuff with other people and you know, I, I just don't want to film it because if I'm with them, I want to be with them. But yeah. if I'm like, if I want to do something and nobody's coming, I'm just, I just want to go. I don't want to like fight for somebody to come. I don't want to feel like I'm missing out on my friends going to go do something because a lot of the times, you know, you, you know, if I hang out with a group of friends and I'm, I'm like as bad as anybody and you just end up sitting on your phone, you know, you plan to do this day and you spent four out of the six hours together, like just sitting there doing nothing. And you just kind of miss out and it's just so easy for me to be sitting on the couch and being like, I want to go do this right now. And I get to stand up and I get to leave and I get to go just do it. And anything that happens or doesn't happen is because of me. I like knowing that it's all like my responsibility. And it, it like, I, I said to you earlier, like I, I am also very lucky. Like I get to, go out at night by myself I get to go out into the woods by myself I I I'm a I'm a bigger you know white man I I'm like very I'm very privileged in in how and like where I live like I live in the most liberal place of liberal places I live in Vancouver in Canada like I'm I'm very fortunate from where I live and I I I do recognize that because a lot of people don't get to do that which is another reason why I I saw those comments coming in from people that have been like, Hey, I don't feel safe going out in my neighborhood or going out at night. Like, I appreciate that you bring us along for those because like, it's something that I would never get to see by myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm glad I can do that. And I, I like being able to have that opportunity to show people things that they might not be able to do for these like circumstances that aren't on their for themselves like this isn't their fault it's amazing that you can one like acknowledge that that is something that you do and it's nice that you can bring that into the videos that you make but I wonder I want to go back to like that first overseas trip and you said a few things that I think everyone can relate to or experience and it's about the not feeling as though you need to rely on someone else to do something that you want to do and I think it's something that it's so important it's something I tell people all the time that it's okay just because you're doing something on your own doesn't mean you're alone like it's it's cool to hang out with yourself at times and do things like that and have those experiences and sometimes they are better that way and you'll realize you actually have a lot of fun but I wanted to say like from that that original trip what was the ups and downs like in that trip like were there times where you were like fuck I'm alone and this is what am I gotten myself into uh this is actually really shit I wish someone was here with me to experience this or was it all I love this this is amazing it's the best experience of my life when I was cycling I was very busy achieving a goal I was trying to get to a place so that helped a lot but I went like I went like pretty nutty for a while there like I was like I would like I wouldn't see somebody for a couple days at a time, like nobody. Like I wouldn't talk to people for like days at a time because yeah. I was completely self-sufficient. I had my cooking gear. I had my camping gear. I had food. I had like, so, you know, you cycle past a town and then there's nobody and you camp the night by yourself. And then you start going and you're like, well, I still don't need food. So you cycle past a town, you're by yourself and you cycle, like it just keeps going. And like, uh, I was like, yeah, like you get lonely, you get very lonely. Like, talking to yourself you're just like talking to yourself and anything that happens wrong you're just like so 
there's nobody can help you. You're just like, how, how am I going to do this? So that, that was tough. And then when I finished cycling, I think that was more of a challenge because you're like, I'm like, I now get to do whatever I want, but what do I want to do? And you are like, should I find a friend? Like what, like, how do you, how do I find a friend when you're like traveling and everybody's like kind of a transient community? Like you're staying in hostels or you're in campsites. Like it's, it, it, it is difficult. Like it is difficult to do. And I, I have become better at it. I think that's the thing. It's not just like, it didn't just happen. Like I, I always felt like I should be with a group of people. I should be doing this it's very draining. I think people forget, like, even if you're doing something that you love, you're still giving them your energy, you're interacting with them, you're being like cautious of their feelings or what they want to do. And, you know, it does take away from like the overall experience of what you're doing, if you're like, just there for a certain experience. And it it can like, it just drain, it can drain you very fast. And I think it's something that I've appreciated more that I don't have to worry about that because I I have a problem with myself where I I I find if something goes wrong I will I go this is all my fault no matter what if it was like something that is like out of my hands I I'm thinking like what could I have done to have fixed this beforehand and without other people there like that solves the problem pretty quick it's I I don't owe you know if a show gets canceled. I'm like, oh, fuck, why didn't I think about this getting canceled? I should have thought about something else. But like, if it's just me, I'm like, I'm okay. Like I can just go, I can figure this out. It's interesting. And, and I guess from, from that, I wonder now, do you ever worry? Cause that was a few years ago, right? Your first solo trip. And I assuming you've yeah. been doing a lot of stuff solo since then, right? Well, your adventures yeah. are one thing, but other travel and things like that too. Yeah. 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 I've done a bit. I've done, uh, I did, a, I did, uh, Europe for a little bit again by myself. I, I got my skydive license in California. I did that by myself for three weeks. I drove down and camped in my truck while I was getting that. Yeah. I've, I've definitely gone on some solo stuff a lot, a lot when I've needed to clear my mind or I need to reevaluate some of my life, but it, it seems very normal now. Yeah. And I wonder, do you ever worry that because, and it's one thing I've thought about as well is the more that you become comfortable with doing trips or things like that on your own, that you thought that you might need other people to do with, do you ever worry that you'll get, you're too comfortable with that and being like being out or going on a holiday with people, that experience becomes a little tainted because you're like, fuck like if I was on my own I'd read like I just want to do this or like <laughs> let's just make a decision or those kinds of things do you think that's ever anything that I guess not worried about but something that's ever crossed your mind I've uh I think it's like a mindset you have to change your mindset of like no I'm going here with a group of people like because of this group of people like, if I go camping with a group of friends it's going to be different than me camping by myself like I'm not just going to like wake up and I'm going to leave right away and like maybe go do a hike like no I'm going to wake up I'm going to like joke around with my friends we're all going to make a community breakfast we're all going to like figure out what we want to do and and it it can't like it for sure can be a draw on your patience but that is like part of it and I kind of plan for it I guess mentally beforehand and like I I my group of friends like I love my group of friends and we've planned 20 trips that have never happened (laughs) so like but when they do they're amazing yeah like they're absolutely amazing but like as a good example I a couple years ago we went up on a ski trip with about 15 probably about 15 people up to Sun Peaks which is a like a ski resort kind of in the interior of BC and I was like you know what we're only up here for a couple days like, I don't really want to like bring all my snowboard gear. I don't really want to buy a snow pass. I don't want to like, I don't want to do that. I just want to like enjoy the place that we rented. I want to enjoy the like little village and the snowy village and like go walk around, like have a few drinks. And I, I had like already decided I was going to like, I'm, that's what I wanted to do. And luckily, like 
a couple other people weren't going to ski or snowboard either. And everybody else, you know, a dozen people went out skiing and snowboarding and they had a great time. And, but I was like, no, like, that's what I'm going to choose to do. I like, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, they're like, you should come. Like, why does it matter? Like, (laughs) and, and it was great. You know, I spent a day with like a couple of my close friends and we just like hung out and they came home and then we all just like did that. But you know, a lot of that is peer pressure, what people suffer with. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, do you think that if you if you weren't there, that those people that ended up staying with you and hanging out would have just gone with whatever everyone else does? Because I think it's it's an interesting thing that when you're in a group collective and there's and it's not a it's not a bad thing at all. It's just we just go with what's easy and never question the things or say like suggest I want to do this because it's that pressure of like I don't want to be difficult but in a situation like that it's not being difficult it's this is what I'm doing this is what whoever wants to join can join how did you build that because I'm sure a lot of people listening are like I'd really love to be able to do that I'd really love to be able to suggest those things is that something that's happened over time for you or have you always been confident in being able to go against the grain I, I think to a fault, I'm pretty stubborn. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like being told like I have to do something. Like if I, if I'm like, Hey, I want to like have this day. They're like, Oh, we're all going to go do this. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go do that because I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. don't tell me I'm going to go do something. Like I, I, I think, and that's like to a flaw to some degree is like, I'm, I've had like a lot of close friends and like jokingly them, them being like asking me to do something and me saying like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. And then like kind of asking, and then they go like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm never going to get you to do something you don't want to do. Like, and they, I, and they say it in a nice way and they're like, yeah, no, that, that's fair. Like, yeah. but I'm, I'm very, I know why I don't want to do it. Yeah. And especially if I then, and once again, this is bad because it could always end up in a good way. If they're like, believe me, you want to come to this, but it, I, I, I know I will have a worse time if I like say, yeah, okay, fine. I'll come. Like, I'm just going to be bitter. Yeah. And that's like, it's a, that's not a good trait to have. I don't like it. And you know, it's like anything I work on it, like all the other issues that I try to work on, but it's, uh, it's something that I'm like very aware of. And I know that it's going to make my life better and it's going to make their life better because they don't have to deal with like me being shitty. (laughs) a hundred percent and if you think of like group scenarios and I'm sure everyone that's listening could think of group scenarios where they've convinced someone to come to something or they've gotten everyone to come to something and someone's just a buzzkill at at an event and it's only because you've dragged them to do something that they know they don't want to do just because it's the funnest thing ever for you it doesn't mean that it's going to be for everyone there's a lot of things I've actively worked on that's like cynicism and like envy and it's stuff that I did not like about myself and I pushed it away and I worked on it and I like chose to allow like happiness and the lack of conflict and like not fighting with somebody I like chose to do that and it's like it, it it like of course it like it sucks because you it's such a path of least resistance to choose like the negativity and to do that and I I, I uh, yeah like it, it's been something that I I say like the probably the past th- like probably three to five years that I've like really found like an inner peace and like true happiness for other people like I am so happy to hear about other people's like successes I'm so happy to do that like if somebody does something wrong I just go like yeah hey I don't know they had a bad day like they didn't mean it to me you know obviously there's like circumstances where they're like oh like I'm gonna literally go after this person but like (laughs) the majority of the time like how many times have you like lashed out at somebody and you're like that isn't like my feelings towards you it's just I've, I've had like so many things piling on and I've just like rationalized it I'm like hey it's not a big deal like and you know maybe I'm annoyed about it for an hour or a day, but I like very actively try to go, why am I holding on to this poison? Like, what's the point? It's making my life worse. 
Yeah. No, that's amazing. And it's, and it's one thing like from the millennial crisis in the community and the things that, that I try and do with this is, is showcasing how that like, as lame it is, that like self-work is so important for every aspect of your life. Right. And, and I'm sure like you can see all of the things that you've done and it's why I always try and like, I'm really picky about who I interview is because you can see that there's, this hasn't come just because it's come. Like there has been some other kind of work that has gotten you to this point. Cause the stuff that you're doing isn't regular, you know, like going on little adventures on your own. Like it, it takes other aspects of things to be able to get to that point. If someone was listening and they're like, Oh, I've been wanting to work on this for me for ages, or I've been wanting to change this or I've been wanting to start things off. Like what was that thing for you that got you? I kind of need to change this about myself because it's only like harming my happiness or the way I live my life versus adding value. I, I'm, I'm sure there is somebody I listened to or heard. I'm sure. I, but I also, I, I'm not sure. I do consume like most people, like a lot of content, but you know, you also have to choose to make that change. And I think I just realized how much I hated the feelings that I had and how like, it it doesn't feel good to be cynical. It doesn't feel good to look for the bad in something. And it's draining. It's so emotionally draining to constantly be thinking about something that is like negative. And I just thought like, why would I do this? Like what, like in in what world is this healthy for me or going to benefit me in any way? Mm. Like, I don't want to be that person. And I don't think anybody would ever say I'm like, uh, like even, even before this, like, I don't think anybody would say I was like a mean, well, I hope not like a mean (laughs) person or like a negative person, but I know that like I had it in me and like, there was, yeah, like I said, like there was, there was envy, there was cynicism, there was, things that I like did not like that was causing like internal struggle and it was like wearing me down and being able to just like let that go it just feels so good and a lot of it's like not caring what other people think which I guess kind of like loops in with you know being able to post things you don't care about like if somebody says something mean to you on the internet there's there's like pretty much from what I would guess two things that are, is there, you know, doing it because like throw it out there and it's like, you know, it's funny or, you know, they've gotten this positive reinforcement to something that they said before and they go like, okay, let's see if I can, you know, get people to pile on or they're hurt. Like they don't feel good about their life to some degree. And it's easy to do that. And it like feels good. People enjoy, you know, bringing down people that are happy because in some cases they're not. And that's like the same thing with like what I dealt with is, you know, you see somebody happy and you try to find out why they would might not like why they might not be happy. I bet you're hiding this. I bet you're, I bet you have these other issues. Mm. And I I see that. And I I also have like, I, I try to be empathetic to that. Like if I ever see anything negative, like I don't, I don't engage with it because I like, there's no point, but I, I don't like, I, I just go like, yeah, that, Hey, that's their life. And you know, if it's going really bad, that sucks. And if they're just literally doing it because they're trying to be a bad person, then, you know, their life is their punishment. It's something that they have to deal with. And like, uh, why should I let that like constantly affect me? Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I wonder, do you have any daily or any practices you have that help you like stay on this track or push you to continuously grow? Because I think there's two things that have been like quite common in your story. It's like one, like pushing your boundaries, getting out of your comfort zone, constantly like doing something or taking action versus um, letting something hold you back from doing something. But is there anything else that is something that you try and practice or live by that helps you stay in this kind of trajectory? Uh, 
I, I would say things are different, like in different times, like r- right now it's just being busy and like starting to do something. Like if I have like anything to do, like just even normal, like mundane tasks, like if I just start doing it, it's going to be so much better. Mm. Like I, I know it, like it, I'll, uh, I am a serial procrastinator and I will hold off on things as long as I can. But I know that like, when I start like check, checking off things on a list of like nonsense that I have to do, like go to the post office, like go grocery shopping, like do some lot, like it feels so good to check those off. And then I like like adding time onto like the end of my day, knowing that I get to do something else. I, I, and besides that, I think it's just like, I, I guess I, I wouldn't say I do this like religiously, but even if it's like reaching out, especially now when I can't like see people, but is I have like a lot of like small business owners in like a community that like, especially in Vancouver that I'm, I'm very fortunate that I like have these people that I can like see their creativity. And that like makes me feel so good. And I love like reaching out to being to them and being like, and you know, even if they don't say anything, but just like, really letting them know like what I think and like how amazing I think whatever they're doing is and like trying to give my like the reason why I like it because that is so important for somebody that's like in a small business like why is this good or what do people like and I'm like wow this is amazing like this whatever like this I have a friend that does pottery and she's making some like beautiful stuff and I'm like I I'm like so excited for that and to be able to like give that out and be like, Hey, this is great. Like it means so much. If somebody says anything nice to you, like anybody is like, it feels so good. And I like really actively try to be thoughtful and very considerate in the words that I choose to say, because it, it can mean so much by you spending like some time thinking about why you like it and like putting some time into it. And they might just be like, Hey, thanks. But it like, a lot of the times they're like, wow, that really means a lot. And I think just being able to spread a little more of that, like positivity is like, it just feels so good. And I, that's what I, it like helps. It, it helps if I'm like feeling negative that day to like do that because usually it like is met with positivity and, you know, then they're happy for you about you, any of your endeavors and you get more like, feedback to and you get this better relationship with people yeah no that's amazing I love that and um maybe for anyone listening right now to do that today (laughs) to to go comment or share that or or with someone I think that would be awesome we're getting towards the end I have three final questions but before that I have one thing that I want to ask you and that is that through all of this, like through this, like self-confidence that you've started to grow within yourself and that you have and that shift and all of that stuff, has that alleviated any pressure from you to be somewhere or to have achieved something by a certain age or that kind of expectation that we have? And I think it's something that I say that millennials have a lot more of because we were born with a certain pathway to follow and then the internet kind of disrupted us halfway and we were like oh shit like there's different ways to do things now but we've been ingrained that there's been one specific way so I wonder has any of that allowed you to lead a life that's like less pressure and you're just like I'm just going with it because I'm actually happy with how everything's going so far or did you never have that pressure uh no i i for sure did i i like everybody like i went to school i i went to post-secondary school because i you know i i like the subject that i went into but i was like i should do this right like i should check off that box because that's what a lot of people do and uh, you know every one of my friends went to post-secondary school it's very you know it's very normal i'm surrounded by four universities like within an hour of me like it's very normal here and uh, I think it's uh it's it's something that yeah like recently I realized especially with this is like I could do something that like I really wanted to do and I've, I've always been kind of like 
bored. Like I get bored very easy. Like I could have like a, a job that I'm very happy with and I can be very successful in it, but I'm like, what, like, what, what am I doing? What, like, why is this fun? Like now it's like, I learned what I need to learn and now I'm done. Like this isn't exciting anymore. And I, I don't like working for other people. I don't like doing that. It's not something that's like fun to me. I, I don't want to like just get a paycheck so I can like buy a house. And I don't want to that like, just, I I've, I've lost that time restraint thinking that those things are going to make me feel good where, you know, if I'm say like I turn 35 and I go, wow, I can finally actually sustain myself to work for myself. Like uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Like I'm like right now I'm like, yeah, like, okay, you're telling me in eight years, I'll be able to completely work for myself and not have any other job. I'd be like, yeah, all right. Like I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll keep following this path then. Like I'd be very easily sold on that. And like right now I have no idea, but I'm still kind of willing to take that risk. And I do have an amazing support system. Like my dad is a business, like I, I work for my dad's business and I, like I work for him and you know, that's the best case scenario is I'm like working for my dad and I'm still like, I don't want to work for you. Like I don't. <laughs> and he's aware of that. And he's like, he loves everything that I do. And he's like, how can I get you to not work for me as quick as you can? And, you know, he gives me his like, whatever business advice I have, whatever, like anything uh, like he could do for me to be like, okay, well, what could I give you in my advice? Like, he's so willing to do that because he saw that I didn't like my other jobs. And he's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm always here. I know this isn't what you want to do, but like, you'll be here. And I like knowing that I can support my dad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here for my dad. Like I'm going to be his most like trusted employee because like what I'm, if it, whatever hurts him is going to hurt me mm. like in the long run. Right. Like I don't want anything bad to happen to my dad. I want to support him. I'd rather like make money for him and let him live like a better life because he's worked so hard his whole life. than have me working for somebody else and let them have that. But yeah, I think I've just like, I've, I've, I've very recently, especially with what has been happening, been excited with the thoughts that my life could be abnormal. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I guess it comes back to what you've been saying a lot is not putting your faith in anyone else, but yourself, right? It's when sometimes you work for someone else, the possibility of you advancing in that, no matter how hard you work, is still at the hands of somebody else. Whereas now, and, I, and I'm sure for a lot of people listening, they're like, eight years, wow. Whereas I hear eight years and I'm like, that's like, that's an awesome amount of time. And you might hear eight years and you're like, yeah, in that time, like I get to learn all these things along the way because you're happy in that you're content in the everyday versus being miserable in the job and thinking, you know, I need to make this in one year or I need to make this in six months or, and that's where those other pressures or the age pressures come in so I think that's amazing for people to hear and that's super inspiring so thank you for sharing that I think that's awesome so I have three questions that I end the podcast with and the first one I have for you is what was the first small step you took to get to where you are right now this is something that I say to people when they tried to like ask for advice the biggest step I found was like, whatever you're going to do, like go after it with like reckless abandon. Cause like, if you love it, like, you know, I, I recently said this to somebody, I'm like, if you love reading, it doesn't, it doesn't cost you any money. Like go read. And like, I don't know what that's going to come about, but like, if that gives you inspiration to write a book, if that gives you inspiration to become a publisher, like, I don't know, but like go after it. Like if you love reading, go read. If you love doing art, like do your art. Like if it's an hour a day, like, a lot of people have busy lives and they don't have a lot of time, but I think just going after something that you love and doing it like a hundred percent with like everything 
that is you and putting you into it. That's what I, I found has helped me. It goes back to like not caring and just like going, yeah, I'm going to do what I love to do, which is like, I like making content. I like making things. And it's like weird when you start off, but if you just like go after it, it's like, Hey, I'm being true to yourself and I love it. I'm going to go give it a hundred percent. That's what's helped me the most and has like been some of the biggest steps that I've had. And luckily shown like a very, a, a positive response in some of those things. I love that. That's awesome advice. The next question I have for you is what is your biggest millennial crisis right now? And I define a millennial crisis as a privilege problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health or well-being. I wish I could I wish I could think of something better, but a lot of it is just like, yeah, like I I I worked in the mining industry, which I'm sure you're very aware of in Australia. You have a great mining industry and I, when I would tell people what I was doing, they're like, yeah, that's amazing. Like that job makes sense in people's mind. It's a job that's like one of the oldest jobs that exists is mining. Everybody knows it relates to good money. It relates to, you know, there is some instability in it, but that usually counteracts with how you're compensated. And people like didn't understand why I like didn't want to do it because my job was quite like glamorous especially because I did portray it too on like online like I'd show me like hiking on glaciers I was flying in helicopters I was like working with this equipment I was like in the middle of note like I was I didn't have to spend any money and I just got paid but like it just like sucked the soul out of me and it's yeah I guess it's just very similar to you is like that was my crisis and and I guess it still kind of is like, I still work in nine to five and I'm working my way out of it. But I, I think, yeah, it just, and some people love it. Like I have, I have friends that are so happy. I had a friend that I, I, I'm like, well, what would you want to do if you weren't doing like, no, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to work this job because I work this job from eight to four. I make good money. And then I leave this job and I get to do whatever I want. I make good money. I do what I want. And then that's it. Like, why would I not want that? I have like this guarantee in my life and it's allowed me to have this beautiful life. And I was just like, that doesn't make sense to me. I guess like having like those comforts that I know I could have, you're like, Ooh, like that, that feels really nice. And then me being like, ah, no, I'm going to like try to make videos and t-shirts. Like, it's such a fucking privilege that I'm trying to get here. And it, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Do you ever feel selfish in that pursuit ever? No, I, I, I can't because like people like that people, like people that don't know you that see you doing it are inspired by you. Yeah. And so like, also I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah. So like, if any, if anything, I gave somebody else another job, like, they can have that one and I'll try to make my own, which possibly in some way might better somebody else and do good that way. Like I'm not taking away. I'm trying to give, I'm trying to create. I love that. I love the way you put that. That's awesome. The final question I have for you is what is one thing you are still curious about or want to explore? What are you curious about? Fuck. <laughs> yeah it's um, not that fucking easy is yeah it? no it's not it's not um but if, if if i was if i was to go really simple yeah i i want to learn sailing i have like a no yeah <laughs> i i i had as a kid i i i was taught like to respect the ocean mm-hmm. and i love the ocean now like it's so it's a whole nother world and I like don't understand it at all. And it like terrifies me and intrigues me at the same time. Like it like calls me in and I'm like, easy. I know it'll eat you. (laughs) I'm very aware of that. And I love it, but I want to, I want to be able to utilize it better. 
I want to be able to like, I want to learn how to sail. I want to like, I have my scuba diving license. I want to get back into that because it's been years since I've done that. And I, I just want to be able to like appreciate the ocean and let that possibility open up for my life. Again, amazing. I love the way like, and it seems it was, it was something that was ingrained in you by your dad, but I love the way you speak about, I guess, nature and the respect that you have for it, which I think is something that if a lot more people had, the world would look a lot different. Um, and it's something that, yeah, we, we take for granted a lot. And that exploration is also something that we should give ourselves permission to explore. Like, it's almost like you've mastered the woodlands and now you're like okay now i've got to conquer the ocean uh, yeah i think that's a bigger feat than i am aware of but yeah it, it's it's very intriguing and I, it's so it's like a whole nother like world and a whole nother language dealing with the ocean so i i think i would just like to appreciate that more and not have such like curiosity and like what's going to happen with it that's unreal. Final thing is, is there anything, any kind of message that you would like to get out to anyone listening that is looking to take action instead of saying they're going to? I, I had somebody recently comment on my message me or comment being like, hey, like, how do you find these spots? Like, where like, where do you go to find these cool spots? And like, it's, I, I have no problem telling me people where I go. Like, it doesn't matter to me. People are going to find out and I, I don't want to gatekeep nature, you know, as long as they're respecting it. But I, I, I think like taking these little steps and not seeing like this huge, like, oh, I, I can't do this because, and also it's like shot beautifully. Like it's, it's different, but like a lot of times I'm in a park to take these little steps and just like, I want to be able to, go out and like explore more like like it sounds weird but like you go to a park like some parks are huge like they're very wild they're not supposed to be touched and and being able to do those little steps is just like just start off small in the business sense you want to start a small business i started out with t-shirts and it's like a very easy thing because generally what is the first thing you put on like everybody will put on some sort of like t-shirt or something like that it's like such an easy thing to start with and I think people get caught up on like okay well I'm going to start making like denim jackets and you're like I like I don't I would not know where to start with that ever but like now I've kind of had a better idea like I could like work on those skills I think so many people get so caught up with these big picture that they forget like there's these like little steps in between and just to like appreciate those steps and just like count those as accomplishments as opposed to being like, well, I'm never going to climb Mount Everest. It's like, yeah, well start off by going for a walk in your park. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you're going to start. Awesome. And if you had to set everyone a challenge so they can take that first step to do something would you have something that you would encourage people to do after they listen to this episode to take their first tiny step forward if you're if you're literally going to put down this episode I think just maybe take some time and write some priorities in your life like what do you really want to care about and you know a lot of people it isn't nature a lot of people it isn't creating but if it's you know, starting to be more active. It's starting to feel better in your life. It's starting to feel like accomplishment. Just knowing kind of what you're after can really like help to narrow things down. Like I just, I, I want to create things. That's what I want to do. And I've, that's what I tell people now is like what do you like what do you like doing I'm like I like making things I like creating things and like yeah like I love nature and it's like a huge part of my life but like that's not like the huge soul draw to it is like it's like there's these other things that I like doing like I like the creation of it and 
I, I think if you can just kind of write down or, or if you do know, like, just take that first step. And like, if you want to learn how to cook, like, I don't know, start cutting onions, I guess, because <laughs> it's like, uh, it's a scary thing to start something new. And I'm, I'm constantly doing it. And it's like very nerve wracking. But like those little steps and, and just doing something like lacing up your shoes and starting is always going to be the first step. And that's all I could recommend. Amazing. Well, I encourage everyone to take that first step and do that prioritization. I was like thinking in my head, I'm going to fuck that word up. Um, Prioritization after after you turn this episode off but but thank you so much for coming on today honestly it's been such a great chat and I know you would have added a whole lot of insight and also perspective into people's lives and the way they're living or giving them some hope in how to further explore themselves and the world or nature or whatever it is they want to do so I really appreciate you being so open and it's been awesome to have you on well, I'm, I, I, you've asked some questions that like really made me think and it, it's, uh, it, it's been very helpful too. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Millennial Crisis Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Ben as much as I did. If you want to keep up with Ben's adventures, it's Ben Kalashinsky on TikTok and Instagram. You should go check him out if you haven't already. His videos are brilliant. He also has a clothing brand called Wildly Apparel, which you should definitely check out. All of those are linked in the show notes. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or to your socials and let everyone know about this brilliant chat. And if you do this week's challenge, please DM me and Ben and let us know how you found prioritizing your life. That's all for this week. I will catch you next week. Bye bye.